as God intended. Let's go. Looking for Healing Talk Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine, but love always is. I'm your host for today, Nicola Burnett, holistic dietitian and functional medicine practitioner and proprietor of Back to Balance Functional Wellness Center in Las Vegas, Nevada. I thank you for joining me today at Looking for Healing Talk Radio. This is a really exciting show where you can learn from experts in the practice of natural medicine. Combined, the four show hosts possess more than 100 years of clinical experience as professional healers and includes myself, Nicola Burnett, Dr. Henry Ely, Dr. Brian Artis, Dr. Jana Schmidt, and if you are into all things natural when it comes to health and healing, then stick with us. This is the show for you. I am super grateful for having the opportunity to share and educate and expand the minds of others on the topic of natural healing, which is a topic that has seemingly gotten lost as the primary way of healing. I invite you to share all the links and to tell all your like-minded friends and family that they can find us live every week on America Out Loud Talk Radio at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and via recorded podcasts at americaoutloud.com, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora Networks, and via America Out Loud phone apps downloaded from Apple, Android, and Alexa. I would like to take a moment to thank the sponsor of the show, Global Healing. They make beautiful natural supplements that are made with pure ingredients. And one of the products that I'm a fan of is their organic vegan vitamin B12 formula. I recommend this to many of my clients and we use it quite a bit in our practice. B12 is necessary for maintaining the energy pathways in the body, is necessary and critical for the neurological system. And I really appreciate the fact that it is triple activated with global healing because they make it with the three best forms of b12 and it contains ormus supercharged minerals and is made with triple distilled biophotonic structured water and global healing is offering a generous 15 percent off of your first purchase as a thank you to our faithful listening audience of looking for healing radio just use the discount code of out loud when placing your order That's O-U-T-L-O-U-D, out loud. Okay, so let's get into our show for today. We're going to be talking about skin part two today. Now, when I ended the show last week, we were talking about skin. I had mentioned, wow, there's so much more to talk about. I've got so much more information in my head that I'd like to share about skin. And I commented about doing a part two. Well, the other comment that I made on the show was that I was going to have a guest on to discuss medical thermography. So I thought about it over the week and I decided to switch some things up since we talked about skin last week. 
I thought that it would be more, uh, more in alignment to finish the discussion of skin today with a part two. And so I was able to contact my guest that I'll be interviewing about medical thermography and move her back a week. So a week from today, we will be discussing medical thermography. And for those of you who are listening right in the moment, we're going to go right into part two of our discussion um, about the skin. So just to pick up a little bit where we left off, um, I had reviewed in the first, or I should say last week's uh, podcast or last, last week's show, reviewed the anatomy of the skin and the different layers of the skin and what occurs in each layer that brought us to the layer that includes the hydrolipid barrier. And that layer includes, or involves, I should say, the secretion of oil, which we call sebum. And we discussed the importance of sebum and how to participate and work with the skin for health now that we have some understanding of the layers and the anatomy and the physiology of the skin. So in order to understand how to support the health of the skin, please go back and listen to that discussion for it really lays down the foundation of the skin. If you were unable to hear it last week and then jumping into today's show, it will make a lot more sense about where I'm picking up with the skin, the discussion and where I'm actually going with that. So getting back onto the discussion of the secretion of oil and the hydrolipid barrier, one of the things that I wanted to share with you, kind of an interesting um, story, I guess I would call it, is that um, I live here in Las Vegas, and that's where my healing center is, where I do all of my work. And being in Las Vegas, there's a lot of interesting folks here. You know, we've got a lot of entertainers, obviously, um, in town, and I've had quite a few uh, performers, entertainers as clients. And one thing that I wanted to mention that I thought the audience would find very interesting is that a couple of the folks that I have had as clients are some people from Blue Man Group. So if for those of you who are not familiar with the Blue Man Group show, this is a show where they've got uh, three major, I, I guess I would call them um, caricatures that are the focus of the show. And they're basically mime actors. So they don't speak at all. They just speak through their body language and through their expressions. And then there's a live band on the, on the set as well. So it's, it's amazing, beautiful uh, percussion instruments. It, it's quite a show to see. And I, I highly recommend it to anybody who comes to Vegas and is looking to see, um, you know, which show they want to go to, if that's something that they're interested in. It's, it's definitely worth your time. So anyways, when you do go see the show, what you will observe is that all of the entertainers, the musicians, and the main uh, blue men, there's three of them always in the show, that are on stage, wear this interesting type of makeup. I believe it's an oil-based makeup. And the blue, the blue men are blue. <laughs> so they actually take all this makeup, you know, the hour before the show, and they have to apply all the makeup. They wear um, a skull cap. I hope I'm not giving away any secrets here. 
uh, I don't think I am, but they wear like a blue skull cap. And then they put apply this blue makeup to their face and to their neck. And then they put on their costumes and their costumes kind of start at their neck and go down. So, um, you know, to their feet. So uh, they have to do this often. Uh, I, I believe the performers in the Blue Man Group do at least are required to perform in at least seven shows a week. And then, of course, if somebody calls in, you know, they have to pick up more shows. So that's the minimum. They could do more than that. So that is an excessive amount of this type of makeup that is unnatural to be applying to the skin constantly all week long, you know, for weeks, for months, for years um, participating in this show. I mean, one, one of my clients I've worked with has been in the show for over 20 years. So um, this is, you know, really a thing and something to pay attention to and something to be concerned with and about. Well, over the years and over the time of applying this makeup, I, I've had a few of these folks come to me as clients, and that was their main concern was skin issues and skin problems. So lots of uneven skin tone, lots of breakouts, like chronic breakouts, dry skin you know, cracking, irritated, um, just very uncomfortable with their skin and not wanting to apply the makeup because it seems, you know, the more they apply the makeup and then they have to take it off. So then there's all these makeup removers. Um, I'm not sure what all of them use, but, you know, soaps or abrasive cleansers that remove oil from the skin. And what I noticed happening in all of these clients that I've been working with is that their skin becomes very, very, um, you know, uncomfortable and, and problematic. And, you know, your face is the first thing you appear that you present uh, to the world when you go out in the world. So of course, this is just an issue um, as it would be for anybody for obvious reasons. Um, and one of the clients that I had who was a blue man group in the show was placed on, went to see his physician over and over again, and was just placed on these antibiotics and had been taking certain antibiotics for years, you know, one to two years. And then that messes up the gut flora and that creates dysbiosis and it starts to become a whole body problem and starts to create or other issues start to surface with gastrointestinal problems, et cetera. So this is, you know, quite a big issue. Well, for those of you who heard the show last week, take a guess as to what I might have recommended, which seems totally counterintuitive and did seem counterintuitive to these clients that I was working with. Well, the main thing that I actually recommended was the application of oils. So essential oils, um, I mentioned see buckthorn oil, um, and, you know, at first they were quite hesitant to do this because it seems again, very counterintuitive. Well, I'm having acne, I'm having breakouts, I'm having cracked skin, dry skin. Um, you know, I'm loading on the lotion. Um, I am trying to really be diligent about washing my skin. And it seems like oil because they, what they use as an oil-based paint seems to be the issue and the problem. And now you're actually requesting or suggesting that I use oil to clear the issue up. So it took a little bit of handholding and support and encouraging, but they did follow through with the recommendations that I made. 
And within a very short window of time, I'm talking days to the first week or so, it was very apparent to them that it was helping the suggestions that I made was helping their skin and their skin issues tremendously. Um, And I will comment that some of the folks just took those um, recommendations and didn't go further with that and no, no judgment to, to any of that. I'm just making the comment in so far as explaining and getting a little bit more into the details of how the body works that the next commentary was, okay, this is just kind of a quick topical service surface, quick, uh, you know, get you going and get some comfort and get some relief to the skin but you do need to understand that we have to counteract and counterbalance that this number one, that this has been going on for a long time. This as in you've been a performer, you've been applying these chemicals to the skin, explaining to them that whatever you put on the skin goes into the blood supply. So that means now there's a toxic waste problem over a long period of time of being performers in this show that be, that starts to develop with toxic waste, now we're concerned with the organs of detox. And we're also concerned with the gastrointestinal system and the organs of detox and elimination are not going to be able to function properly or correctly unless we have our nutrition squared away. So all of these clients were placed on a nutrition program in addition to the recommendations that I made for the skin and then I told all of them, okay, this, this is not the end of this. We have to keep going because if you're going to continue to be a performer and you're going to continue to apply this makeup on such a regular basis, and that's going to be the direction that you go in, then we've got much bigger fish to fry in regards to moving forward further in the program with detoxing and cleansing uh, on a regular continuous basis and the order and timing in which to do that. Um, so, and most of those clients did not continue on or get into that. Um, I should say, go further with those further requests of needing to cleanse and detox to counteract the constant application and the constant return to the show um, of this, this makeup and what that's going to create as time goes on in the future, if we don't address all these layers. So um, I haven't spoken to all of those folks. Uh, Some of them I haven't seen for a while. Some of them I see on a more regular basis, but I thought you might find that uh, the listening audience might find that, um, that story very interesting. Again, when it comes to skin and caring for the skin. Okay, so why am I discussing this uh, topic of going further uh, with these particular clients that were in the Blue Man Group show? Well, again, skin has many layers and the bottom layers are tied directly into the blood supply. So if you've ever heard that uh, commentary or recommendation, if you can't eat it, don't put it on your skin, that is extremely true. (laughs) And the reason why people will make that comment is because whatever you put on your skin goes directly into your blood supply. So let's just think about this logically. If you put something like a sunscreen or a blue paint on your face and there are 
ingredients in there that are very toxic to human biology, it doesn't just stay on the skin. You have something called pores and the pores are open. They're almost like little tunnels that allow whatever that product is that you put on the skin to go down into the deeper layers. And at the deepest layer, things are entering into the bloodstream. And what's a bloodstream? The bloodstream is the transportation system in the body. It's, it's the same thing, like think about it as freeways or highways. When something gets dumped into the bloodstream, the bloodstream moves and flows and it's always circulating. So that's how things get transported around the body. And so once they're in the bloodstream, if they're toxic to the body, then the body has a lot of work to kind of pull those toxins out of the bloodstream and start depositing them somewhere. And, and I say somewhere loosely because there's so many places that it could deposit. I mean, it could deposit in the skin. It can deposit in the liver. It just really depends on that person's body, their biochemistry, the state of their health as to what the body decides to do with this particular toxic waste. It might deposit it in the joints. There's just a number of things that could happen. So now all the other organs, your entire body is now potentially affected by these toxins that you put onto the skin. And whether or not the body is able to clear these toxins or not, drives directly back to two things the current state of the body, and more specifically, what does that mean, the current state of the body? That means the specific nutritional status of the body and the specific toxic load of that particular body. So we are at that point where I need to go to a short break. So when we return, I will continue discussing and going into this topic further. So sit tight. And we'll be right back for this short break. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. 
Don't forget OUTLOUD25 at checkout. This is Nicola Burnett coming back from our short break on Looking for Healing Radio. And real quick, I just want to mention that if you are not able to catch any of our shows live, just know that all of our shows go to podcast typically a day or two after the live broadcast is complete. You can listen to any of the podcasts on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart Podcast, or America Out Loud, and many more. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to subscribe and rate the show for us. Okay, so let's get back into it. We are talking about the skin. Last week, I did a whole podcast just on the skin alone. And by the time I got done with it, I realized, oh my gosh, there's so much more to talk about. So I decided to add on a part two to skin. And that's what we're talking about today. So one of the most important things I think that I mentioned when I was talking about skin and going through the various you know, anatomical structures and physiology and activity of the skin was that the skin is connected to the immune, digestive, nervous, and hormonal systems. I'll say that again. It's very important. The skin is connected to the immune system, digestive tract, the nervous system, your brain, your spine, and the hormonal system. And as I just mentioned in the first segment of this particular show, that the bottom layer of the skin is connected to the bloodstream. So whatever you put on your skin goes directly into your bloodstream. So again, if you wouldn't eat it, don't put it on your skin. That is a really, really important thing to understand. So here's the most important thing that I share with people around the skin. The skin is an inside job. What does that mean? Meaning if you want to heal the skin, you have to go internally. You will never be able to correct the problem topically. Again, you have to go internally. You will never be able to correct the problem permanently with a topical fix. But that's what we're always encouraged to do. What happens? You go to the physician, you say, hey, I've got this skin rash, I've got this eczema, I've got rosacea, and they're always wanting to give you something to apply topically, a cleanser, a scrub, a lotion, an anti-inflammatory. Sometimes they'll give you antibiotics, but that's something that you really want to avoid. That is not a permanent fix by any means any means, it's not a fix. And the third part of that is that will cause on the back end, on the other side of taking antibiotics for a long extended length of time, which is what they usually recommend with these skin issues. Oh, there's going to be a dear price to pay in the body being on antibiotics for such a long period of time. So that is absolutely not a solution. Furthermore, it's going to create 16 or 17 more problems in the future, if that's something that somebody decides to do and accept as a solution from a physician. So going back to speaking about these clients that I have that are performers, 
uh, in Las Vegas that have to wear all kinds of, you know, face paint and makeup. And, you know, you're dealing with not only the application of it and it's fitting on and you working out, think about a Cirque performer or a musician in Blue Man Group or, you know, even the Blue Men who are on stage, they're in these costumes they sweat a lot. They're under, you know, these lights that create a lot of heat. Um, their pores are trying to open and sweat and, and purge things. But instead of that happening, they're actually taking in a lot of toxic debris from all of these things that they have to apply to their skin. And then after the show is over, there's the whole process of removing the makeup. And what are they using for that? And is that more toxic chemicals that they're using to pull the makeup off in that whole process after the show? So there's a lot to think about with something like that. And the reason why I shared with you the discussion that I have with these performers is, okay, so I'm giving you a kind of a quick topical uh, application of something that's going to really start to heal and soothe the skin, but that's not going to be the permanent fix. That's just something to give you to take away the discomfort or the cracking skin or the dryness or the itchy or whatever it is, or the breakouts that they're dealing with. But I will tell them that's not the permanent fix and you have to keep going. You have to look at the bigger picture. This is why I would give them first a topical application and then go further and talk to them about if they want a permanent fix, they have to go further. So what does it mean to go further? Well, I'm just going to use the build out of the program that I, that I designed to explain that because the way that the program is built out at the center really defines and explains what going further means. So again, I'm going to go back to two things. All the issues that people are having in their lives with symptoms and illness and disease diagnosis, it relates back to two things. The first thing is extreme lack of nutrition. And the second thing is with extreme lack of nutrition, the body is left with the consequence of building up very high toxic loads. And so when you look at how do you, what is the permanent solution and how do you actually heal a body? You heal a body by correcting those two things. You first have to figure out the current nutritional status of somebody. And we do that by uh, using our whole body scan process, thermography, and live blood. We can answer that question actually very, very clearly. And then you go to work correcting the deficiencies of nutrition in the body. And by the way, on a little side note, that cannot be done with food. If you're typically past the age of 20 years old, the restoration of nutrition cannot be done with food alone. So that's kind of another topic to go into. I want to stick on the topic with the skin, but I'll just throw that out there. It's a bit of a process and it's a bit of a project and it does involve using supplements in order to, to do that. The second part is looking at the cleansing piece of it. You never, ever, ever go into cleansing a human body until you have restored the nutrition. It's just a practical application. You don't go spend a bunch of money on a car and get a, a cool wrap job and, you know, beef up the engine and, and, you know, make the car go faster and, 
you know, add all these things to the car when you don't even have gas in the car, right? That doesn't make any sense. And so it's the same kind of thinking or it's the same kind of process that you want to go through when you're looking at healing the body. And by the way, when I'm speaking about healing the body, I only have one interest. I'm interested in permanent healing. I'm not interested in delaying something. I'm not interested in somebody's pain going from a 10 to an eight. I'm not interested in, well, you know, my eczema is a little bit better. I mean, maybe it's not as prominent as it was. I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in permanent healing. And I only work with people who are interested in permanent healing. And I like to mention that because if you're not really willing to dig your your heels in and put your big boy or big girl panties on, then you are going to experience a life of challenge and difficulty and sickness and disease and symptoms and suffering. If you're just willing to kind of do a little bit, but not go all the way. In other words, some of my clients from some of these shows, these entertainers in Las Vegas, if they're not willing to go past just the topical daily application of sea buckthorn oil and frankincense and geranium on their skin, this issue will not go away. It absolutely will not go away. And I'm very upfront about that when I work with people. So after we do the corrective work with the nutrition, we need to get that at least 80 or 90% corrected. Then we are ready to move into the next part, which is the part of detoxing. So before we even jump into detoxing, I will just stop and share a little bit of information about what the experience is like when clients come in and go to the center. I'm always talking about these whole body scans that we do at the center. And part of what we do when we go into these whole body scans is we look at certain aspects of their biochemistry. And what are those aspects and why do we look at them? Well, we look at these particular aspects in their biochemistry because these are the markers which inform us as to whether or not somebody has skin, which is an organ, that is struggling, that is stressed, uh, that is not able to work right, that is impaired. So what are those factors that we actually look at when we look at the skin? Well, one of the things we are able to see when we're looking at the scans is the level of free radicals in the skin. Now, I'm sure a lot of you have heard about free radicals. We know that free radicals just on the surface level are something we don't want a lot of. We know that a high level of free radicals typically will show up as high levels of inflammation. And this is all relating to the skin. We know that free radicals, a high level of free radicals will lead to premature aging. And all those things are true. So that's the first thing that we're looking at. And free radicals are really stimulated or created or, or a response to a high toxic load in the body. So hence, having to go look at the toxic load and dealing with cleansing from the inside when you're looking for a permanent fix or permanent healing when it comes to the skin. The next thing that we're looking at is the collagen level, the collagen index in the skin. 
Now, I think it was two weeks ago, I did a whole show just on collagen alone. And one of the things that I mentioned in that particular um, show was that your whole body is made up of collagen and that there's multiple types of collagen uh, that the body manufactures. And then if you don't have adequate nutrition, you can't build collagen. And the last piece that I'll just mention here, because this collagen is related to skin, is that if you go to a store and buy a powder or a pill that you know is, is titled or is being sold to you as collagen in a bottle, don't fall for that. <laughs> just don't fall for that. You need every single macro and micronutrient under the sun to manufacture collagen. So any level of nutritional deficiency is going to compromise your ability to produce collagen. So on today's show, we're sticking particularly to collagen production in the skin. And again, going back to the previous episode, we'll call it skin episode number one last week where we spoke about skin and, and the show prior to that, where the whole show was on the topic of collagen, I highly recommend you go back and listen to those because they all, all these shows are building on each other. And I think you'll get a lot of pearls of wisdom to extract from each show where you can combine them together, connect the dots, and it will start to really um, make sense. So we are looking at the, the um, ability to produce the types of collagen that we find in the skin. And we get a reading on that, on the body's capacity to be able to do that on the whole body scan. We are also looking at what's called uh, skin grease index. And skin grease index is really looking at the activity of the sebum that is produced by the sebaceous glands. And there's lots of reasons why the body would overproduce oil. Number one, oil works as a barrier. So if the body's trying to avoid the influx of further toxic load into the system, it'll start overproducing or mass producing oil. That's one of the main reasons why it does that. The second reason why the skin will overproduce oil is if we're having an issue with hydration and moisture. So just like we all used to do, again, I'm in my mid-50s, and you know, the most common thing you used to do when you had chapped lips was you would reach for the Vaseline, which, oh dear God, don't ever do that. Don't even have Vaseline in your home. It's pure petroleum, so it's extremely toxic. But the reason why it appeared to give some level of relief when you applied Vaseline to your lips and it felt, you know, a little bit of relief experienced by doing that was because it formed a barrier where the moisture could not pass out of the skin for any further through the lips, creating more dryness. So that's one of the reasons why we want to look at the skin grease index and the activity of those sebaceous glands on the skin. The next thing we look at is skin immunity on the skin. Now, what is that? Well, you have, I actually don't know how many cells we have immune cells, but I know it's up probably up in the millions 
of immune cells that are sprinkled all throughout the four layers of the skin. And why would you have immune cells? Again, if you put anything toxic on your skin and it starts absorbing down into the deeper layers, it has the ability to penetrate and access into the blood. And once it gets into the blood, which is the highway system, circulatory system of the body, it can spread these toxins all around to other organ systems and cause problems in other organ systems. So looking at how active the immune cells are in the skin is one of the pieces that is obviously very important to look at. And now speaking of immunity and speaking of skin grease uh, or skin oil production, the next thing that we wanna look at is the moisture capacity of the skin. And the two pieces that we wanna look at is first of all, how much moisture is the skin able to hold at any one time? Or another way to say that, when I'm looking at the skin and I'm looking specifically at the skin moisture index, that is a rating or a reading of exactly how much, um, I'll say it this way, how dry your skin is. And a lot of people will understand that a little better. I'll just say, oh, okay, when we look at your skin moisture index, I see that you know your, your, your skin is quite dry and you have an issue with dry skin. And they'll say, oh yeah, yeah, you know, my skin itches a lot, it flakes a lot. You know, I try to put lotion on, but it doesn't seem to do anything. And you know, when I kind of swipe my hand up my skin, sometimes, you know, there's a lot of it's almost like a cloud of snow, like in those snow globes and dead skin. It's like, yep, uh-huh. Well, then we have to have another conversation when it comes to moisture. We are going to run here to a quick break and we will be right back and we'll finish up this uh, discussion regarding skin factors we look at in regards to the health of the skin and what we're able to test and see with the whole body scans when people come into the center. So sit tight, we'll be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD. Loud. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. 
Welcome back to Looking for Healing Radio, where pharmaceuticals are not medicine. I'm your host, Nicola Burnett, and we are back to go over our last segment of this particular uh, live broadcast. So before we get into closing out on skin part two, I just wanted to mention that Looking for Healing Radio is on five days a week, Monday through Friday. And between my co-hosts and I, you can find a new show every day of the week. And if while you're listening, a question pops into your mind, please feel free to submit your question by going to the nav bar on the Looking for Healing page. We would love to hear from all of you and all questions and comments are welcome. And speaking on that topic of questions and comments, on Friday, we have our show where the four of us are actually co-hosting Looking for Healing Radio. And most of the time on that show, we're looking at your questions. We're reading what's coming in from our audience and doing our best job to give advice and answer questions and explain things relative to health issues that you have going on. So Fridays are the day that all four of us are co-hosting on Looking for Healing. And then Monday through Thursday, each one of us uh, speaks individually and kind of has our own show and our own topic of what we're discussing. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Today's Tuesday, and I am your host, Nicola Burnett. Okay, so we are talking about skin. Let's get back into it. This is kind of skin part two. We left off talking about what things do you get to see when we do the whole body scans here at the wellness center, the functional wellness center in Las Vegas. We do the whole body scan and one of the aspects, of course, of whole body is skin. So we started reviewing that in the last segment. I'm going to continue carrying on with that. So we left off talking about moisture. So when we're testing the skin, there's certain indexes that we're testing that determines whether or not the skin is healthy, it's not healthy, it's struggling, uh, it's lacking nutrition, it's not functioning right, you know, whatever that might be. And a big part of this is looking at the skin's capacity to move moisture to the skin and hold moisture in the skin in the areas and places where skin needs to hold moisture. So one of the readings uh, where I left off speaking about was the skin moisture index. And that's really looking at the skin's capacity to hold moisture consistently. Um, If it can't hold moisture, then this is really a reading of how dry the skin is. And then the other uh, index that we look at is skin moisture loss. So when we're looking at skin moisture loss, we're looking at, okay, can we bring in hydration, you know, water? Can water be transported? Can it be moved? Can it be um, moved properly? Can there be enough water intracellular as well as extracellular? That's a whole chemistry and science in and of itself, just the, the biochemistry of water. It's not as simple as just drinking water. And then I'm hydrated. And I'm sure a lot of you have experienced certain things such as I'll get clients that come into the center and they'll say, 
you know, on the questionnaire, it says, okay, do you drink water? How much water do you drink? And I'm always asking about their source of water. Where do they buy their water? Where do they secure their water? And if they're you know, doing that thing where they're going to Rite Aid and buying, you know, a whole case of water bottles that they just kind of pile up in the kitchen and they are made with the cheapest grade of plastic, that kind of plastic where if you grab the bottle and kind of apply a little pressure, it sounds like a bunch of broken plastic, you know, like that cracking, really loud cracking sound. That is some of the most polluted, worst water anybody can drink. And if you're drinking that kind of water, I don't care how much you're drinking, the body will receive water like that, that's full of plastic fragments um, and is polluted. It's basically tap water uh, for the most part. Uh, that hasn't been cleaned that great, or if it has been cleaned that great, that plastic uh, starts to leach a lot of uh, plastic into the water itself, as well as a lot of just the, the chemicals that are used to make that cheap plastic. And so when that comes into the body, it is perceived as, oh God, oh God, toxic waste, toxic waste, get it out as soon as possible. So when I have clients who drink this caliber of water. They'll tell me, God, I drink, I drink, I drink. I'm constantly going to the bathroom. I'm still really dry and I don't feel hydrated. Yeah, because there's a chemistry there. Your body is not picking up the moisture. It's not moving the water. It's not holding the water. It's not transporting the water. The chemistry is not acting as it needs to in order to create hydration. So these are some of the things that we're looking at when we're doing the whole body scan. And looking at hydration status, which skin has a lot to do with. Now, whenever you see somebody who doesn't have hydrated skin, it typically kind of looks like that, you know, shrunken apple head <laughs> kind of look. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't look plump and, and full and healthy and dynamic and kind of thick. Uh, so, so moisture is a big thing. Next thing that we'll look at is what we call skin red blood trace index. Now, it's kind of a mouthful. I'm going to say that again, uh, skin red blood trace index. So these are some of the things that you see when, what's a good example? I'm going back in my memory. Okay. So when I was a little girl and my parents would have either friends over for a barbecue, or maybe it was some relatives. Uh, I remember noticing as a child on the cheeks of some older adults that I would see, especially adults that I, I understand now that drink heavily. That was something that I put two and two together later. They have these uh, little kind of, you know, red capillaries that seem to surface or, or come up to the surface where you can see them and they look like little kind of broken red capillaries. Um, and so that is something that occurs as a result of congestion in the capillary network. And that ties back into lack of nutrition and specifically lack of minerals where we start to get calcification and blockages in these really tiny, fine uh, capillary beds. Um, and so they start to get very inflamed and we don't have adequate blood flow flowing into these capillary networks. And then we start to see them on the surface of the skin. 
Another example of when we tend to see these capillary networks that I've noticed just from my memory is on women who have just given uh, birth, natural vaginal birth. And if you've ever seen a woman, God bless, God bless all you women who bear children. I don't have any children, so I can't speak from experience, but I certainly have uh, been in that in that room when that process is going on with clients and friends cheering them on and just giving them support. But a lot of times you'll notice that they're, you know, maybe on their face or on their legs or on their abdomen the next day that they've got a lot of, um, you know, capillaries that seem to have appeared on the surface of the skin. And that had just has to do with the, you know, the, the pushing when they have to push to push the baby out and, and the pressure that that creates in the whole uh, vascular network and so forth and so on. But anyways, that's another kind of common place. A lot of women will say, yeah, I didn't have any of these little, you know, capillary surfacing that you could see through the skin on my knees and my thighs and my abdomen until I gave birth to my son or until I gave birth to my daughter. So that's another thing that we're, we're looking at uh, when we're looking at the integrity and health of the skin. Uh, another thing that we're looking at is the index of the skin elasticity. So in order to have elastic skin, there's so many things that need to go into the integrity and the build of the skin. And most of that is related to nutrition, but again, hydration plays a role there. Um, and with the two of those, are we able to manufacture collagen, enough collagen, the right collagen type? I mean, there's so many things that go along with that. And of course, the opposite of skin elasticity, and we can see this visually, is when the skin starts to become very loose or it starts to hang, it loses that pliability just like a rubber band. We want the skin to be like a rubber band. If we stretch the rubber band and let go, we want it to come back to its original structure and or its original form. And then the next thing we're looking at is the production of the pigment uh, that is produced in the skin. And so that whether we're overproducing pigment or underproducing pigment, or when we start to get the kind of age spots or the light brown spots that show up usually on the cheekbones, on the face, on the back of the hands, I get a lot of those questions and a lot of clients coming into the office asking about that. Oh, it's my hormones. It's my hormones. It's my hormones. Oh, I wish it were that simple, folks. But the body's not that simple. I mean, on the one hand, it is simple when you understand the workings of it and how everything connects together and all the pieces of parts, just like if you're a mechanic, you know, it's nothing if you walk up to a mechanic, you know, of 40, 30, 40 years and you say, hey, I'm kind of having this problem, this problem. And, you know, within half a second, they're like, okay, well, that means we have to look at this and we have to look at this part and we have to look at this system. And it could be that this is causing this. And, you know, they just go right into it because, they know their product, they know the pieces and parts and how they're connected. And when you know the body and how it's all connected, yes, there is a bit of an ease and a mastery, you know, that comes along with explaining this stuff. But when you're sitting with a client and they're just, you know, accusing and pointing the loaded gun at their hormone system for everything that happens to go wrong and break down in the body, that's not correct at all. There's so many other systems that you have to look at collectively. Uh, so when we're looking at those types of issues, 
with, um, you know, like, like I mentioned, age spots or all of a sudden, sometimes clients will say, I go in the sun and I'm just getting all these freckles. Well, they're not really freckles. This has to do with imbalances in the way the body is able to manufacture pigment, secrete pigment, why it's over secreting in some ways in some areas and, and how that shows up and what that looks like. It has a lot to do with digestive, a lot to do with congested um, detox capacity. It has a lot to do with nutritional deficiency. It has a lot to do with eating, you know, products that have high bromine in them. I mean, there, there's just so many things that come together that create all these factors. And then the last thing that we look at is we're looking at what's the index is called skin horniness. And I know, ha ha ha, get that laugh out of the way. It sounds funny. But what that's referring to is the level of inflammation on the top layer of the skin. So we're looking at those top or top layers, you know, skin, as I mentioned, is divided into epidermis, dermis, the subcutaneous, and there's even further divisions. Other than that, I talked about all of that in that previous podcast, we'll call it just skin number one podcast that uh, was what aired last week, but there's a lot more that goes into this. So we're looking at kind of all aspects of the skin and the production of the skin and the health of the skin. And can the body actually, or I should say, can the layers of skin, are they all receiving what they need? Are they all able to perform their various roles of um, physiology um, and all of those things taken into consideration? So those are all the things, the factors that we look at when we're looking at the overall integrity and health of the skin. And one thing that I wanted to go back to is that skin is an inside job. Okay. It really is the only way to get the skin magically, gorgeously, incredibly beautiful and to take 20 years. And I literally mean 20 years off of your appearance is through cleansing. And so, you know, you got to keep in mind, you didn't accumulate this toxic waste overnight. And it's very unrealistic to expect that the history of all this accumulated waste after 30, 40, 50, 60 years can just be removed in a few days or weeks. It takes a couple of years for most of us to cleanse and clear out our bodies and you can either sulk about this and say, I don't have the time, I don't have the finances or the discipline, or you can get down on your hands and knees and express gratitude and thanks to the creator of all that is who created us, that we were created in such a way that it is even a possibility that all of these toxic sub substances and this toxic stew in the body that's built up over the years can be removed. And if that's the angle that you're gonna take, I would say good for you and then get to work on it. And healing and cleansing is a continuous journey. It's not a destination. It's got a lot of milestones to celebrate along the way. And it can have a lot of frustrating challenges and moments along the way as well. So sound familiar? 
G sounds like life in general, does it not? And when we get into cleansing in our center, there's three modules uh, of cleansing that people need to go through in a certain order and timing. The first one is a systemic whole body cleanse. That's the first thing you have to do. The second thing is, is where you get into single organ cleansing. And when you get into single organ cleansing, that's really the first organ that needs to be hit is the colon. And there's a very, very specific order, timing, combination, chemistries that have to be put together in order to remove the hefty poundage of fecal mucoid plaque that builds up and exists in the colon. And then we move on after the colon is cleaned out, we move on and look at the liver and the gallbladder, and then we move on to the kidneys. And at that point, that's when you really start to see, and I mean, literally people look like they drop 20 years on average off of their appearance when we're looking at skin. So that's what I mean when we're talking about skin as an inside job. All right. Well, gosh, this hour always goes by so quickly. Uh, that's it for today. It's a wrap. I thank you so much for spending the hour with me. And I do hope that you're feeling inspired, educated, and hopeful that no matter what you may be dealing with from a health perspective, there is always a natural solution that may completely remedy or significantly improve the issues, the health issues you may be having. And that's the message I'm hoping to convey through these discussions of natural healing. If you'd like to learn more, I invite our listening audience to visit our website at www.backtobalancelv.com. That's all words, B-A-C-K-T-O-B-A-L-A-N-C-E-L-V, as in Las Vegas, back to balancelv.com to find out more about what we do at the center here in Vegas. Until then, blessings and abundance with your health and your life. This is Nicola Burnett signing off from Looking for Healing Radio.